Okay. So thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Winnie City Bender podcast. Um, this is going to be different. This is no current hockey news. It's a GRM solo. Um, to any regular listeners um, that have been kind of wondering where we've been and why there hasn't been any social media or anything like that. Um, I'm going to explain that a little bit and then just kind of give myself almost a little therapy session here. Um, so it's been about a month since we last posted an episode. I think it was August 11th was our last episode. Um, some personal stuff has been going on. Um, and then... When we were going to plan recording two weeks ago, everything all set up. Um, and that's when I got home and I had found out that my dad had passed away. We lost him. So that is kind of where we've been. Um August 26, 2020 is when my dad passed away. And it has not been easy. It's been very difficult. Um, I was very close with my father. Um, but I wanted to kind of do this little therapy, a little tribute. So this is definitely a different episode. So I totally understand if you do not listen um, or do not watch, depending on how you absorb our media. I am doing this for me. Um, and I completely understand if you guys want to click off or close it. But my dad was... My dad was important to me. He, I owe him my life and more than the obvious reasons. I, I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be this, this hockey person. Um, I eat, sleep, breathe this game. I work for a hockey company. I still play men's league. I watch the game religiously we still picking up nhl every year even though it's just essentially a roster update at this point when we're at the lake with the boys we're doing some sort of hockey tournament on xbox or we're doing some sort of sauce tournament um debating hockey arguing hockey i do this podcast i i literally like i said eat breathe eat, sleep, breathe this game, and I owe it all to him. Now, some of you might not like that because you do not like me as a hockey hockey mind, hockey person talking about the game, but suck it. I'm still doing this right now. Um, I don't know exactly where his love for the game came from because growing up, he never played. Um as far as I know, he's only skated a couple of times. 
um, once with me, well, twice with me, and then a couple times on backyard rings he built. I'll get into that in a second. But I knew he was a hockey guy. He His first date with my mom was actually to a Hawks game. That was in probably like 86, 87-ish. And thank God my mom didn't hold that against him because going to games back then on a date, it wasn't like going to games now. It was dog shit hockey. Um, I tried looking up around the years, and I think they won maybe 20 games those years that he possibly, that first day possibly could have happened. So um, thank you, Mom, for not holding that against him and continuing to date, give him another shot. And otherwise, I wouldn't be here. But, yeah, he – he loved the game. I know it seemed like it's the second I was able to step on the ice. He he had me out there for learning skate. And it's kind of funny that the first time they tried putting me on skates on the ice, um, every time they would go to lift me up and put me on the ice, I would sit there and I would cry, keep my legs up from going on the ground. Tell them I would never need this. I would never skate. This is like two years, two years old, three years old. And they're like, but he's like, you just try it, just try it. And I refused to do it. So 26 years ago, they couldn't get me on the ice. 26 years later, they can't get me off. And I jokingly always joke with my parents that I'm like, do you ever wish you kind of just took my word for it the first time and not put me out there for the amount of money you guys would have saved on team fees, ice bills, equipment, guys could have they could have had actual vacations and all that kind of stuff and both parents always said no they wouldn't trade it they absolutely loved that I was able to play as long as I did and have this love for the game and I definitely owe it all to them definitely owe it to my dad um once he got me going it was no stopping um I remember right before my youngest brother was born, my parents tried to do stuff with both of us, both me and my my middle brother, Stu, to kind of like, as a like, hey, before the new baby comes, you know, I want to show how much we care about you guys still, all that kind of stuff. And we did this like experience at the edge in Bensonville where it was like a father-son skate, um, do like drills, do scrimmages. Then you had like off ice stuff and we got to go to a Hawks game at the end against the Detroit Red Wings. It was the season finale and Detroit kicked our ass the entire year, but we won that game. And I remember during that, the whole thing, I'd get on the ice and my dad couldn't skate and I'm being so embarrassed. Like, Oh my God, why can't like, why are you doing this? Why can't you skate? But the amount of fun he had out there just being on the ice with me and Looking back at it now, I wish I would appreciate it more in the moment and really showed my appreciation for him in the moment more. And so then starting hockey, I played for the Juliet Jaguars. And this was kind of when he kind of had the cool idea of downloaded a bunch of music to his laptop and hooking up to the PA system at Inwood and play music and going into one game, he goes, if you score a goal, I got a surprise for you. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah? And he goes, yeah. So just go out there and get a goal and so I can show you. So I go out in the game and I score a goal. And then all of a sudden, the song Wild Thing starts playing. And I got that nickname from one of my coaches at Juliet to Coach Atwood. He called me Wild Thing because the way I played out there was just up and down the ice nonstop. Just like an absolute beast, he said. And so my nickname for that year was Wild Thing. And whenever I, when I scored that first goal and Wild Thing started playing, I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So I was like, I wonder if we'll do it again. So I went on there and I scored three more times every time he played it. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I felt like the coolest kid on the ice. I remember doing my Tony Amante one knee fist bump and looking up and him just laughing and smiling and just – showing how much I think he loved he loved doing that kind of stuff and I wonder I always wondered if he regretted it because after that game I think every single kid on my team came up to him and was asking him to play oh can you play this song when I score can you do this when I do this kind of thing but I know I was the only one that really had my own school song that entire season um, but yeah and then those Joliet Jaguar days were great too because we always had these 6 a.m practices and both parents would take me them, but I remember, I would always remember that those were the times I would look forward to because it was some of the few times my dad would travel a lot for work. So when he was home and I had one of those practices, I knew, okay, dad's taking me. We're going to get up there, get up at five o'clock, five thirty, get up to the rink, stop at the gas station. I would always get a vanilla long john and a Snapple iced tea to drink before every single practice that he took me to and he would get his coffee and he would get, I want to say it was either like a cream filled or a boss or um, a chocolate lawn, John, and just talk about hockey, going to the rink and what he wants me to do out there and all that. And it was just the most pure, pure fun moments that I missed, and I told him I missed those even when I was playing high school hockey. I was like, man, I miss those days of just going to the rink with you in the morning and having that donut on the way there. Um, then I remember moving to Orland Park and I hated the Vikings. They were like Juliet's rival when I was playing there. And he comes home from work one day with a Jaguar or a Vikings practice jersey and was like, here, try out jersey. And I was so angry at him. And he's like, well, you got to – and he just, nope, you got to do it. This is where we're not driving Juliet for games and all that time. So wasn't happy, but I did it. I went out to those practices or tryouts. I made the silver team that year. And, man, it was a good year for hockey. And I'm so glad he pushed me there because, one – took I think third in Nihil that year we took we won Silver Stick Regional so we got to represent USA at Silver Sticks in Canada got our asses handed to us by the Canadians I think we lost like 26 nothing or something like that I remember that game we're playing Canadian these Canadians and they can check they can take slap shots and we were not able to do any of that so these guys are huge coming at us and there's one guy that goes to wind up for a shot and I just dive out of the way. And my dad, I just look up at my dad's laugh and he's just like, put your body in front of it. You got to stop that, block that. And like, he was just laughing so hard because it was just like, it was almost like that South Park episode where the Detroit Red Wings are playing like the South Park, like Wee squirt hockey team. But 
um, yeah, that year we won state, state champion that year with him. And I just would never have got to experience a lot of stuff I experienced with, with the Vikings if it wasn't for him pushing me and just making me go to those tryouts. Um, around that time, too, I was still playing baseball. I was really good at baseball, um, much better at baseball than I was at hockey. I had probably a really good shot to move, go on pretty far with baseball. Um, not professional. I don't think I would have been professional, but I probably could have gotten scholarships and go to college to play and all that. And about the time I went to high school, um, I was getting to the point where I, I was being told I had to pick one between the coaches, hockey or baseball. And I was so much better at baseball, but I loved hockey. And when I told my dad that I was picking hockey over baseball, he didn't talk to me for a week. He was so angry. <laughs> and I really thought I made the wrong choice, but I remember him coming up about a week later. It's like wrong choice, but you know what? I know you love the game and I'm looking forward to watching you continue to play hockey. And when he, after he did that, he went and he joined the Sandberg hockey board. Um, I don't remember what his first job was down there, but he eventually became the vice president of Sandberg hockey. Um, him and Mr. Garber skip, um, took Sandberg and really, really made it a fun experience. Um, I'm not too f sure if you're familiar with Illinois high school hockey, but it really isn't the destination for most players. Um, anybody that wants to go and play at a high level or get scouted or, you know, try to make hockey career playing wise, you are going to be going either out of state, you're playing triple A high school hockey was just kind of like that, that last hurrah for, for players, but man, our team was good. We had the skill and what my dad and Mr. Garber did was really marketed it in a way that it brought in fans. We, we would pack Arctic. Um, yeah, that was a big thing. We used to play all of our freshman year. We play all our games out of Oaklawn and it wasn't really a home game for us, but we were able to get games at Arctic a couple games my sophomore year and then junior senior year was a full-time scheduled there for home. And when we were there, it had to be 200 plus kids packing, packing Arctic. And there was a couple times, I think we out drew the, the high school, the, the football team. When we had a Friday night game at Arctic. It was just, it was the closest thing I think you can get to like Friday night lights esque. And it was just amazing. And it was so much fun playing there. And it like, and knowing the fact that a lot of that had to do because my dad wanted me to have the best experience possible for my last couple of years of competitive hockey, it meant so much to me. And then I'll never forget my last game ever state up in Notre Dame. I think we lost four three or something like that. And I was absolutely crushed. My competitive hockey career was over. I remember sitting in the tunnel, going to where the locker room was, and I kind of looked over and I see my dad on the ice picking up the puck because ironically enough, the last goal score that year I, I was me. And so my last high school or my last competitive hockey goal came in my last game ever. And it was actually like 30 seconds left in the game too but he got on the ice and he picked it up and came up to me in the hall and gave me a big hug. And 
like a funny guy that he was, he was like, you know what? Still think you made the wrong choice picking hockey over baseball, but God, was it great watching you play all these years. And that's really hit me, like really hit me hard. And I think I busted out crying there and I just, all I wanted to do in my, in my life, especially with playing hockey was just made my parents proud. And I, at that moment, I definitely knew I made, made them proud. And I wish that I was able to do more competitive hockey and give it more fun hockey to watch, but just wasn't in my cards. Um, I think what I'm going to miss the most about him is coming home or going coming home or him coming home after a Hawks game and him talking, what the hell was that? What are they doing? What the hell's Bowman doing with this team? Why are they, why did Bowman do this, make this move? Why did this person do this? And just laughing because, Hey, he was right. A lot of the stuff Bowman did, did not make sense. And he knew it. Um, he would always give me crap. I think he knew he would get under my skin that, Oh, well, the solution to the Hawks is to trade Taves. And he would always say it with a smirk. And he knows how much I love Taves. I mean, for Christ's sakes, my dog is named after him. And and then just me going off on why that's the wrong. Like, no, 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 that's not it. And he just always would have that smirk on his face. I miss – I'm going to miss being able to just sit there and have the conversation, talk about hockey, talk about men's league, talk about – Every, anything in general. Um, I'm going to miss going to games with him. I wish I was able to go to more Blackhawk games with him. I know the last game I went to with him was in the middle of a Crohn's flare-up, and I was just a miserable experience, and I was sick and kind of wasn't talking or really enjoying the game that much, and I hate that, that was, that's going to be my last experience at a Hots game with him. Um. I remember watching 2010, 2013, and 2015 cup, cup winning games with him. And I was not hockey, but watching the 2016 Cubs win the World Series for the first time. And just the amount of happiness and joy I felt through all four of those championships. And at the time, I was kind of bummed out. I wasn't with my friends experiencing that firsthand with them. But now I look back at those, and I'm, I'm so beyond blessed that I got to watch our teams win championships with my dad. I'm just going to miss him. I'm going to miss just being around him, miss him being around the house, miss him up at the lake. I'm going to miss him everywhere. Um, a lot of regrets I have that I didn't do more with him. I wish, I wish me and him, I'm golfing more with him. I wish I went, actually went fishing with him and didn't tell him I just wasn't the fishing type. Um, yeah. Um, I know in the last couple of weeks I debated if I was going to continue this podcast, if 
this was going to still be a thing, if I was even going to have the mental, mentally be able to do it or all that kind of stuff. And the amount of love that he showed me for this show, he, he would always, anybody that would listen to, he would talk about, Oh, my son does this show. My son does this show. He talked to Ed Belfort. He talked to Dave Bolin, Bickle and the amount of pride he, he got from that and joy that he got from talking about that. Um, that alone right there was enough for me to say that I want to keep doing this. Um, podcast is going to continue. Um, and I promise it's going to be a lot more upbeat. It's going to be a lot more, a lot more happy than, than what this episode is. And I hope that this is the last time in a long time I have to talk about something so sad and so personal, but I really felt that I, I needed some sort of way to to talk about this and kind of say a goodbye almost in a way. And for anybody that has lasted through this entire episode, I, I truly thank you. I love my heart. Um, I love you for that. I I hope that you guys will tune in again once we start getting going again happy. Um, I'm not sure when we're going to start recording normal episodes again um tanner has got a vacation coming up and noli's off being a big boy moving into his own place getting engaged congratulations guys um but hopefully by the stanley cup we'll we'll be back um so much coming up so much we have to talk about um it's gonna be a good time for hockey and it'll be a good way to get my mind off of things and try to get back to somewhat normal so I guess I'm gonna leave leave it at Dad. I love you. I hope that I made you proud for for what you have been around. I hope that I continue to make you proud, and that no matter what you believe in in life, whether there's an afterlife, if there's not. Um, I hope that there is some sort of afterlife and I hope that someday I will get to see you again. And I hope that you know how much we love you. I love you. And that you are forever going to be our father. You're forever going to be in our minds and our heart. And I just, I love you, dad. And see you again soon. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and um, I look forward to getting back to normal happy hockey talk very soon alright I'm going to pull the tanner and say love you boys